You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 58. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for listening to another episode of How Does She Do It, a podcast dedicated to sharing practical insight and honest perspective on being grown. My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your first fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, fifty eighth time listening, welcome back. We are very, very happy to have you. Today's episode is brought to you by How She Elevates, my brand new 10-week group coaching program that is committed to helping you get career success strategies that are grounded in your story and fueled by your faith. Each week in How She Elevates, we will work to help you put your faith to work in your career by walking through a set of unique principles that I've used in my own career and have used with my clients that will help you get clear about your strengths, grow your confidence that's rooted in faith, and develop a tangible plan for your career success that puts your goals and your purpose at the center. If you want to join How She Elevates, please visit fourcornerscoach.com. That's F-O-U-R, Corners Coach, or head to the show notes for this week's episode to join. And speaking of show notes, the show notes for this week's episode are available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at howdoes underscore she do it. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn and Snapchat at Tiff South. And that's Tiff with two F's. I promise you, if you put in at Tiff South on those platforms, I will pop up. The only one I did not get was Pinterest. And unfortunately, I didn't care enough to try and get it. I held out on Instagram for a while and swooped in on Tiff with two F's when it became available. But anyway, I just want to say quickly, thank you for your five-star ratings and reviews. We continue to get those ratings and reviews, and they are very, very important. If you are listening to this on the Apple Podcast app, please head on over to the podcast app and just scroll down when you're in the in the How Does She Do It podcast. Scroll down to the section that says rate and review, tap five-star. You can write a review, and I greatly, greatly appreciate it. And if you are listening to today's episode, I want to encourage you to listen until the very end because I'll be sharing a very special opportunity for you to connect with me and for me to connect with you really because it's all about you it's not it's not really about me so listen all the way to the end and you'll hear that and now let's get into this week's just my thoughts this week's just my thoughts is short and sweet because I was in the bookstore this weekend because I don't have enough books on my bookshelf that I can't get through already. But anyway, I was in the bookstore and I realized that I have not read a fiction book or a novel in years. The last one I might have read was Girl on the Train, a train. And I read that when I was on vacation in Brazil. So that had to have been at least three years ago. So I wanted to flip just my thoughts around this week and ask for recommendations from you. So if there is a fiction book of some sort, novel or other type that you recommend that you've read recently or that you've read in recent years past, send an email to Tiffany at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com with the book recommendation or send me a message on Instagram at TiffSouth. That's Tiff with two Fs. Follow me there if you aren't already. And I would love to hear what you think. I'm a big fan of like mystery thriller type things. The Lincoln Lawyer was a really good one for me. Um, here I am 
being being a lawyer and liking books about law and legal drama. So that genre I really like, but I'm also open to other types. So again, hit me up on Instagram at Tiff South or send an email to Tiffany at howdoesshedoapodcast.com and let me know what books you recommend. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts. One of the things that I have been thinking about lately is distractions and roadblocks and negative self-talk. And the reason for that is I am in a very important growth time in my business. I am trying new things. I'm putting myself out there in different ways. I am really excited about it. There are lots of really cool things happening in my job as well. And I'm really committed to growing my business, really committed to doing good work at work. And it's almost like whenever you get into a season where you are trying to move yourself forward, where you see some progress and momentum, then the distractions happen. Then the setbacks happen. Then the roadblocks happen. Then the, you know, the negative self-talk starts to get a little bit louder and louder. And this came to mind this week when I was thinking about one of the lessons from How She Elevates, which is mind the lessons. And mind the lessons basically means to learn from what you are living. And it can be hard when you have all kinds of things coming at you. When life is just happening, you're living your life every single day, but then those distractions and struggles and negative self-talk pop up, right? You are living your life and then all of a sudden you have a bill that came out of nowhere because you went to the doctor and had to get some tests done that you didn't anticipate having to get done. You are having health issues or your family members having health issues. There's family drama that's keeping you distracted. There are work issues that's distracting you. Your boss is doing too much or not doing enough. You have demanding team members or underwhelming team members. You have ex-boos who are showing up, asking you questions, checking for you when you didn't call for them, right? <laughs> so all of these things are the kinds of distractions and struggles and and things that can contribute to us being not focused or losing focus on the thing that we are working on, the things that we are moving towards. And those at the same time, distractions can also come in the in the form of negative self-talk, limiting beliefs beliefs, the ideas that the fears that we have are actually real and that they keep us from doing the things that we want to do because we believe them to be true because we think about them so often and we give them so much time and energy in our thoughts. They can It can also come in the form of comparing yourself to other people. That's something that I know many of us deal with in this age of social media when you're scrolling down the timeline and seeing what other people are highlighting about their own life and you don't know what's happening behind the scenes, but either way, that still creates in you a a spirit of anxiety or worry about what you're doing or not doing or where you should be or where you're not and all these kinds of things. So I wanted to share three ways to deal with distractions, struggle, and negative self-talk. And the first way that you can deal with distractions, struggles, and negative self-talk is to be still and review. Now, when you're in a whirlwind of this time period, when all the things are happening and coming at you from all different directions, including coming from yourself, you 
it's important that you take time to diagnose and source the source of that of the angst, the source of the distraction, the source of the struggle. Because if you don't source it properly, then you're not going to be able to deal with it appropriately. So you have to take time to be still and review. And in the still moments, the first thing that you have to do is ask for wisdom. And scripture reminds us over and over and over again that we are supposed to seek God's wisdom and believe that it will be given to us. It's all up and down Proverbs. Proverbs is the book written by the wisest man in the world, King Solomon, or written mostly by King Solomon, I should say. But if you want a place to kind of start with what the kind of wisdom that we should be seeking and the value of wisdom in our lives, I would recommend going to Proverbs chapter two and three, because they're really good places to kind of give you an idea of the significance that seeking wisdom and that wisdom has in influencing the way we walk through our life. And also James chapter one, verses five and six is another really good anchoring point for wisdom that I find because that verse in particular tells us that when we ask for wisdom, God gives it generously, but we have to ask and know that we will receive it. It talks about being like being double-minded and being wavering in your belief. If you ask and don't believe that you're going to get it, then are you really going to get it? But if you ask with faith, if you ask with belief, then you can receive the wisdom that you're asking for. So in your still moment, start by asking for wisdom and then you will be begin to be able to see, okay, what is the thing that's distracting me? What is happening? So let's say, for example, you have been bombarded at work and it feels like you are putting out fires left and right all the time and you haven't really been able to control the fires that are coming at you, the speed at which they're coming at you. But if you take time to say, okay, then let me take a step back, figure out I have, even though you have all these things and the temptation is that because things are moving so quickly, because you have all of the different issues coming at you, that you don't have time, quote unquote, to sit still and to take time to figure out what's happening. But if you don't do that, you're going to become less effective over time. So no matter the situation, you have to sit and be still. Because now, again, this will inform an appropriate solution. So for example, if you figure out that the reason why you're getting all this, all these, these requests at this particular time is because you simply have not blocked off time in your calendar at all to do the work that you need to do. Maybe it's time to start blocking off your calendar and that will get into the second, uh, the second tip that I have for dealing with distractions and, and struggle and negative self-talk. But if you think about, so taking it out of the work context, for example, if you are dealing with a situation where you've been choosing binging Netflix or something on Hulu, like Living Single, that's on there now, in case you didn't know, Living Single is on Hulu. But you've been choosing to watch this show over working on your passion project or over, you know, revisiting that budget that you've been putting off for six months. You then start to beat yourself up about it which makes you not want to do it. And then you beat yourself up about not doing it. And then you still don't do it. So it just creates this cycle. But if you 
don't properly figure out that the reason why you're not doing that thing is maybe you feel like maybe you're not clear about the direction you need to go in. Maybe you need a template for your budget. Maybe you need a specific strategy to deal with this passion project, but you've been telling yourself that it's for other reasons, then you are not going to effectively be able to develop a solution. So you need to, you have to be still, you have to diagnose and figure out what the source of your distraction is so that you can then be able to develop a solution for it. The second way that you deal with distractions, struggles, and roadblocks is you set boundaries. And this is really powerful because in a time where we are literally accessible, and I'm a Mac user, so I have an iPad, I have, and I should just say I'm an Apple kind of Apple product user. I have an iPad, I have a... (laughs) A MacBook, as I start to say this, it sounds ridiculous. iPad, MacBook, Apple Watch, iPhone, right? And there are times where I one will start ringing and then they all start ringing. And sometimes it happens all at the same time. Sometimes it happens inconsistently. But either way, I'm connected to all of these different things. And so I make that point to say that we do not set boundaries for ourselves as well as we used to be able to because we are in a time where being quote unquote connected is the thing, right? If you go off the grid or delete your Facebook app from your phone or, you know, delete your Instagram account, people are like, oh my goodness, like what, like, what are you doing? You're something like an alien because that's not what we're used to doing anymore. But you have to set boundaries and be intentional around protecting your time, protecting your heart, protecting your space and what you allow yourself to consume. So as I mentioned before, I know I get distracted by the different things that are happening in business and all the trends that are happening on social media and how do I, you know, what's the new app I can use to put up, you know, new pictures on my Instagram feed to quotes from, to put quotes up from the podcast episode and what filters should I be using? And now they have GIFs on Instagram stories and I'm looking for all these different things. And I, it it keeps me away from actually doing the things that I'm supposed to do. So another shout out to Proverbs, which talks about the importance of keeping or guarding your heart, depending on the translation that you're reading. And traditionally, I always read that part of the verse related to the heart in a romantic sense. But I'm going to read quickly from Proverbs. You can hear me turn in the pages of my Bible here. Proverbs 4, 23 through 26, and it reads, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and let, and your gaze be straight before you ponder the paths of your feet. Then all your ways will be sure. That's Proverbs 4 verses 23 through 26. So right there, we have all the gems on setting boundaries around what we say or what we expose ourselves to based on what other people say. So for example, negative self-talk is something that we expose ourselves to. People who don't believe in you, but you still be in conversation with them. Unproductive messages that you watch or that you see or listen to in various shapes and forms. Um, Those are the things as far as the words that we expose ourselves to. We also hear or see in that verse talking about what we are looking at, what we're paying attention to, where we go. It talked about the 
pondering the path of your feet, what we spend our time on. All of those things are things that we spend our time on, right? If we're going somewhere, if we're watching something, if we're talking about something, if we're listening to something, those are things that we spend our time on. Those are places that we put ourselves in. And so it's important if you're trying to remove distraction from your life to be mindful of putting boundaries around yourself, putting boundaries around your time, putting boundaries around your space. Patrice Washington had a excellent episode in her podcast, Redefining Wealth, where she talked about the power and importance of your space and your space being a place that keeps peace and that can bring peace into your life or it can reinforce chaos. So as you think about dealing with roadblocks, dealing with struggle, dealing with distraction, dealing with negative self-talk, be mindful of what you're exposing yourself to. Keep your heart with all vigilance, guard your heart with all vigilance, and learn to set some boundaries. And the third way that you deal with distractions, struggles, and negative self-talk is to reject what is not true. I will say that again, reject what is not true. We are so good at reminding ourselves about the negative parts of our lives, about the negative part of our narrative, or even the part of our narrative narrative that's not actually negative, but we spin it as such. It's not rooted in fact, but we talk about it as though it is. We get so good at reinforcing those negative messages that we dismiss, downplay, or straight up ignore basic truths about who we are and what is true about us. And we every day grossly underestimate the power of our own beliefs. I was listening to an episode of, as you can see, I listen to a lot of things. (laughs) I was listening to an episode of Eric Thomas's podcast is called the secrets to success. And he does the podcast every week with his business partners, CJ and Carl. And Carl came on the show this week and was just lighting everybody up with his positivity. And he started out by saying, today is going to be the best day of his life. And yesterday was the best day of his life. And he was able to give examples why. And what's powerful about what he was talking about was that it's not necessarily because you know, he didn't win the lottery and all of his problems didn't go away, but he was able to believe for and think about and place his energy on positive things and then was able to then start to attract those positive things to him. And so when I talk about rejecting what isn't true, it is not true that you can't do certain things. It is not true that you don't have the resources available to you. It is not true that you do not have the ability to make something happen that you've been thinking about. It might be true that you can't do it in this very moment, but it's absolutely not true that you can't set yourself up to begin to do that thing. And so when you're talking about dealing with distractions, Dealing and accepting what's not true as true is a distraction. It is is actually an attack by the enemy on, on what is true about you based on what the Lord says about you. And you have the ability to reject those things. And one of the ways that I think about and that I have been working to actively em- employ in my own life is when those thoughts come up, 
And it sounds, there are some people who reject this as, you know, fluffy, hoity-toity, oh no, I can't deal with that kind of stuff. But it, it the power is is true because it's in scripture research backs it up that if you capture your thought and counter it immediately with what is true capture the negative thought counter it immediately with what is true then you will begin to then you will take action in that direction and that is that's the power of dealing with negative self-talk that's the power of dealing with distractions that come and and kind of take root and come from your own mind is by rejecting it simply because it is it is not true and going back to a book that Carl referenced in the Eric Thomas podcast and that I actually started to listen to this week. It is a book by Jen Sincero. And I'll let you figure out what the book is. But the second part of the title is How to Stop Doubting Your Greatness and Start Living an Awesome Life. And what she talked about was stop feeding your mind with junk food thoughts or with junk thoughts. And I love that idea because what you believe is what you're feeding yourself. And if you feed yourself negativity, then the only thing that you're going to be able to produce is very little or under what you're actually capable of. So when you find yourself distracted by negative self-talk or negative thoughts, it's not to, there is a fine line between beating yourself up for having those thoughts and then taking action to counter them. And it's not to say that you'll never have negative thoughts again. It's not to say that those things are not going to come up. It's not to say that they don't feel real or come from a real emotional place. But what you have to determine is if you feel that thing, if you think that thing, is that thing actually true? Is it real? One of the things I heard Valerie Burton say is that feelings are always real, but they are not always the truth. And that is the truth. So I want to encourage you to reject what isn't true when you're thinking about dealing with distractions, thinking about dealing with negative self-talk and thinking about some of the struggles that you find yourself in every day because life is hard. Life is not going to stop coming at you crazy. It's not going to stop rolling up on your front door and checking for you when you didn't ask it to come for you right now. That's how that's how life is and that's how it's going to be. And so if you know that, then what are the things that you can do to arm yourself to deal with that every day? So very quickly, I just want to review the three ways to deal with distraction, struggle, and negative self-talk. And the first way is to be still and review. Seek God, ask for wisdom to help you figure out the source of the distraction, the source of the struggle, the source of the negative self-talk, so that you can then figure out an appropriate way to address it. The second thing that you're going to do to deal with distraction, struggle, or negative self-talk is to set boundaries. Check out Proverbs 4, verse 23 through 26. That gives a really, really clear example of things that we should be protecting. We should be guarding our heart. We should be putting away crooked speech from and devious talk far away from you. So if that that's not just people talking to you or things that you listen to, it's also things that you're saying about yourself. Keep your eyes directly forward and your gaze straight ahead of you. So not looking over to the side and figure out what's going on around you, but keep your eyes fixed on the things that you're looking for and pondering the path for your feet so that your ways will be sure and straight. And the third thing that you should do to deal with distractions, to deal with 
negative self-talk and to deal with struggle is to reject what is not true. Just because you have the thought, the negative thought in your mind does not mean that it is true. Even when that comes, when that negative talk comes from a place of pain, it comes from a very real experience. You are not defined by those negative things that you've been through. You are not limited by the experiences that you have. And if anything, those negative experiences that help feed that self-talk on the opposite side of that negative self-talk is an opportunity to use that obstacle for your testimony. It's an opportunity to use that obstacle for your greatness for your testimony to inform your purpose. A lot of people, the people that we admire in many ways, oftentimes when you ask them their backstory, they turned obstacles into opportunities. So I encourage you that if you're dealing with roadblocks right now, you're dealing with struggles, you're dealing with distractions, you're dealing with negative self-talk, be still and review, set boundaries and reject what is not true. And this concludes episode 58 of How Does She Do It? Thank you for listening. I mentioned at the very beginning of the episode that I had something I wanted to share at the very end of the episode. And I wanted to say that I want to hear from you. I want to connect directly with you. And I want to to ask you how you are, what are you dealing with in your life, and if there are ways that I can talk about some of those things or address them in the podcast. And I want to continue to serve you better in the podcast and serve you better in as I continue to grow my business. So email me, Tiffany at HowDoesSheDoItPodcast.com, and we will schedule a short call. I will not take up too much of your time, but I appreciate the opportunity to connect with you, to talk with you, to hear more about you. And I... I'm excited about connecting. Until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. Peace.